Hello. Hello. This is the guy who does the, the cool podcast. That guy. Well, hello. This is uh, some guy doing a, a cult podcast about the four agreements in a cult perspective on the four agreements. And we'll talk about uh, pumpkin pie recipes. We'll also get that in because we gotta have a pumpkin pie. You know? You know? The pumpkin and the pie in. Oh! Oh, 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 we got the pumpkin and the pie. So, here we go. Words. (laughs) So, we might as well, we might as well just get into the old four agreements and start talking about them. So, the first one is being impeccable with your word. Now, this is and a cult agreement because the word is everything we create with the word and your word creates your reality whether it's your inner word your outer word your middle word all the words that you have and it's not necessarily about language it's about you know your where your focus and in, intention is also and where your focus and intention is will deliver and create your reality and will manifest it. So this is why it's very important as an occultist to understand how you are speaking your reality into existence or how you've spoken your reality into existence prior and how, you know, this is your current manifestation of it. So you must Look at the words you say and what are you agreeing to with your words? You know, I've gotten very good about listening and just listening to someone says and not necessarily agreeing and not necessarily disagreeing, but just listening and just letting it wash over me and just staying in that place of where you can listen and it doesn't overtake you. It doesn't, you don't immediately be like, yep. But also you don't immediately dismiss it either. You just let it wash over you. That's the best way I can describe it. You let it wash through you and over you. And then it is what it is. And you move on. It wasn't anything anyone tells you. Isn't Ultimately, it's nothing about you it's nothing that they're telling you that is necessarily even about you so why even why even harp on it i get it it's like sexy someone says some shit to us not actually sexy but you know it gets us going that's why i mean sexy not that it's actually sexy it's annoying and rude but that's based on someone's dream that's based on their world and you may never understand their dream, their world, their reality of how they perceive stuff in this dimension. And in one of the other books, not the one I'm reading from right now, Beyond Fear, but in one of the other books, uh, uh, they, he talks about truth and you know there being the kind of the 
truth with the capital T and then our kind of, which is the science, which is like a cult point number 92, uh, which is the science, you know, the, the, the spiritual science, the occult science. And then you have the, you know, the art, which is our perspective on that capital T truth our look our spin on it and this is the the power and the empowering nature of creativity and art because it is everyone's unique manifestation and unique realization of what is capital t truth okay here's my lower t truth based on my interpretation of capital t truth and just being able to see other people's perspectives on these capital T truths is extremely good for our psyche because it, it shows us different ways that people can process, interpret, and express the same information and how, how it looks to them. And whether or not you're understanding how this is happening, ultimately, ultimately, it's always about, I lost my dang train of thought, folks. I lost it, I lost it, I lost it. Um... Anyways, let's just move on. So, oh, being impeccable. Well, we're talking about being impeccable with the word. And then we were discussing. Hmm, I don't remember. I, I just got wound up. And I don't know where I was going. I don't know where I was going. But understanding the, the w how you create reality with your word is just fundamental as an occultist. If nothing else, say nothing. That's always one of the best courses of action. Um, that's why it's like, you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That sort of shit. That sort of shit. Because it's important to create in the way you want to with your word. Because it's super 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 fucking powerful and it's only going to bring forth the archetypes that you use in your language so if you're using a whole bunch of depressing and sad and woeful <laughs> and sorrowful archetypes and symbols in your language then you know that's what you're calling towards you what we were saying in the, the previous episode and it's like I get it about venting and things like that um, but it's like, you gotta, you gotta at least balance out your venting. I'm not saying that it's 50-50, 50-50, you know, it's like, okay, I fucking was talking shit about some shit that happened to me for fucking 20 minutes. Now I need to fucking do positive affirmations for 20 minutes. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think you need to think about it like that. All I'm saying is that there needs to be balance on all things. So if you're someone who's prone to complaining about one's reality, one's immediate situations, 
then you know just balance it you know so have a balanced breakfast you know just say if you're gonna have some sausage also have some some berries and some positive affirmations <laughs> you know what i'm saying jesus jesus is our lord and savior jesus will be right there with us shout out to you joey that was one of my people with special needs i worked with for many years and he always had these very religious scripts involving Jesus, and that was one of them. Jesus will be right there with us. Thank you, Joey, because I forever will remember that, because I heard you say it so many times. Anywho, so one mustn't forget how we create with our word, and we not, must look at it and understand that our mind is a beacon and our word is the fucking the, the, the fucking our word is the energy that goes into the beacon and whatever we want to put in the beacon fucking the beacon doesn't fucking care the beacon doesn't care if you're like yo I want to send out a whole bunch of dick pics on the mind beacon Mind beacons like a sure okay that's what you want to do with it sure hey I want to send out a whole bunch of flowers on the mind beacon it's like oh okay all right yeah 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 we can do that we can do that too but it'll take any shape any form that you give it and this is why the people you surround yourself with is very important because whoever you surround yourself with. what that all was <laughs> um sounded like a marching band outside i don't there's no marching bands close to here so what is happening anyways anyways it's getting silly out there so just recognizing just being impeccable with your word and just how we lie to ourselves. That was uh, another wonderful aspect of rereading these books is just the directness of, yeah, everyone lies because everyone's scared. Everyone has a lot of fear they're dealing with, or most people. I mean, you know, what percentage of people have really dealt with and overcome their fears or most of their fears? Um... I'd probably say 4%. Nah, okay, I'll give it 13%. I'll say a nice 13%. Um, have done something with their fears and, you know, dealing with them and not having them cripple their existence. So, understanding why we lie, why we're not honest with ourselves, why we're not impeccable with our truth is fundamental because it's really just survival and, and defense survival and defense if people just knew who we really are people would fucking hate us that's what we think that's what we say to ourselves that's what we uh ultimately trick ourselves into buying into and yeah sometimes all of us are, are a piece of shit that's no reason to berate ourselves that's no reason to believe what we say to ourselves well, you really need to be skeptical about what you say to yourself. You're like, mm, yeah, I thought that, but is it? Is it? 
That ties into the other thing about not taking things personal, which we'll get to later. So, anywho, we need to be just mindful of how we lie to ourselves, first of all, and how we lie to other people and put on our social mask. Mask. And this is nothing new. This is nothing shocking, which is a different way of looking at it. And it's the most difficult thing, really, being honest with oneself because we're conditioned to not to to not want to look at what we are, what we are, you know, our essence, you could say, not just who we are as human beings and our ego personality, but our essence, you know, our, our transcendent essence that fundamentally is made of love. You know, we just, we, we don't want to believe that. Um, so we, we trick ourselves and we lie to ourselves and we tell ourselves it's, oh, it's this, and it's that. And, you know, we create a dream that is actually our nightmare because we we use our words to kind of talk against ourselves and to just further enslave us in certain realities and keep us trapped in certain aspects of our dream nightmare that logically we're like oh well I don't want to further that part of my dream nightmare but we're so used to it we're so habitually trained to do it, to talk shit about ourselves, that to not do it feels weird, almost, in a funny sort of way. It just feels weird not to talk shit. And, you know, these are the habits we need to get out of, and these are the, the instincts we need to look at a little bit deeper, a little bit closer to further examine our psyche and how we compensate with our behavior and you know just utilize it as a defense mechanism utilize it as a way to survive by just being who we think people want us to be being who we think we want to be being what we think we want to be doing the things we think we want but again, that's not actually the deepest essence, because the decent, de- decent, the most, the deepest essence doesn't give a fuck about any of that shit. It's just pure, pure love, just pure fucking love. And so, the more we get caught up in the ego personality. And what that wants and what we feel is, oh, I'm this type of person, I'm that type of person, I'm a, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm a leftist, I'm a this, I'm a that. The more we get caught up in that shit, the more we're just creating and calling on that energy field to envelop us and to surround us and to uh, encircle us and intertwine in us. Uh, you know, the more we... The more we claim it, the more we shout it out. Gang, gang. The more we keep calling it into ourselves. Keep calling it into ourselves. And we'll continue to do that until we start to at least 
balancing out the equation with some other formulas. Saying some other formulas, some other word magic that will assist us in developing the manifested reality that we love and that we want to choose. Okay? We are manifesting the reality here. We are manifesting the reality here. We are manifesting the reality here. So, rather than me just yammering on <laughs> about being pinnacle with your word, I figure I would just read this excerpt from Beyond Fear. And the interesting thing about this is that how he says it in this book is is different uh, than how it's kind of ex- how it's expressed in the actual four agreements. So it's a I would say a much more occult way of saying being impeccable with your word. But we'll break it down in a moment. All right, so be impeccable with your word. This agreement has deep meaning and can take you out of the hell almost by itself. The word is the strongest expression of the spirit. The word is the most powerful tool we have as a human. The word is divine. It is pure magic. It is pure power. Say only what you mean. And we know the word, right, usually kind of in reference to the Bible, but the concept of the word. Well, maybe we don't. If you don't know this, the word is just a powerful concept and tool in and of itself. You know, this is the power of affirmation. This is the power of positive thought. These are all things utilizing the word, our words, our symbolic language symbols, our language symbols, our symbolic language stand-ins for the unexplainable and unknowable and the, uh, you know, what is perceived. We use language. And so the words we choose to use uh, have effect, have an effect on our reality. And it is divine. Oh, my goodness. But here's where it gets really sexy. You ready? I need water, though. All right. Real magicians manipulate the word in the best way and have the highest respect for the word. However, it is important to remember that each of us is a magician. We use the word to hurt each other, to blame, to blackmail, to gossip, gossip, and more gossip. Pure blackmail is destructive. With the word, we keep each other in hell. Just by giving our opinion, we can build a person up or down. For instance, we say, you're a coward. It affects this person for ages. Hmm. Hmm. And, well, I'll just get into this now before I get into this next little part. When I read that, I had the following insights about talking shit about other people. Even, not even talking shit, but just having a, a thought or opinion. Not having necessarily a thought, but having an opinion. Because an opinion is like, this is what it is. 
that person, blah, blah, blah. You know? And this is all based on one's own assumptions, one's own judgments, and can have minimal reflection of actual reality. And secondly, it's their dream, or firstly, it's their dream, so you're on the outside, so you don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know what the fuck is happening. You don't even know what's going on over there. Um, so... Uh, the insight I had was, you know, the more you formulate opinions about people, the more you're kind of signing them up for an agreement. Like you're saying, oh, this is what it is. You're agreeing to a certain reality about this person. And you're putting it out there. You're putting that on them. And whether it's accurate or not is neither here nor there. It's the notion of your just putting it out there that this is what this person is and and it's just based on your perspective on that person or on that situation involving that person and you know it's really none of your business it really doesn't matter and I feel that Kind of the ironic thing, not the ironic thing, but the the fucked up thing about gossiping is that it, it like feeds in a certain energy that maybe that person, okay, let's say it's like, oh, did you hear what Jane did? She stole Jill's boyfriend. Oh, shit. Oh, Jane, what a bitch. Whatever. Ah, you know, Jane, 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 Jane. The whole office is talking about Jane. Jane, what a bitch. What a bitch. And who knows? Maybe it's Jane flirted with Jill's boyfriend. Maybe it wasn't actually stealing. But maybe Jane knows this about herself, where she just loves taking men, right? That's just an archetype that she has lived out numerous times, like pursuing taking men. And so, people talking all this shit about Jane and just all their opinions about Jane and oh yeah she always I yeah she tried to at the comedy picnic she tried she was trying to look at my husband and I was like oh you bitch you know and it's just all all these agreements that are being heaped on Jane that like in addition to Jane's personal dream there's like all these outer dreams that are coming out Jane because people are talking about her. And people are, are just formulating opinions about her and, and, and creating these agreements about Jane and how Jane steals men and all this sort of shit. And again, it could be based in reality. It could be 100% correct. It could be 0% correct. It really doesn't matter. I mean, it kind of does matter. I mean, you know, I mean, if there wasn't smoke, there wouldn't be fire. So Jane, get it together. But it's not going to help her get it together when there's all these egregores and thought forms of people's agreements and opinions and laws and, and thoughts and rules that they've created about Jane in this situation. So, we have to realize how we fucking can curse each other. Like, you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny 
in a certain way where you're thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna curse that person and go like hire a fucking witch to fucking do a curse. No, you fucking just could like directly say some fucked up shit to somebody <laughs> and curse them. Like it's not that hard. You don't have to get any special incantations. You can just literally just curse them, like literally curse at them and just like say fucked up shit to them. Or you can just be like, just, you know, really mind fuck them, you know, because, you know, like, you know, they're vulnerable points. Then you can psychologically, emotionally destroy them if you so choose. That's why I heard an aspect of a very trusting, loving relationship is not that you destroy <laughs> each other psychologically emotionally but it's like you're you're so honest with the person you're with that you give them like the nuclear the nuclear war warheads if they wanted to like destroy you because they know you're like weakest most vulnerable aspects of your psyche um and you know if they aren't in control of themselves they can use that and really really hurt you and so it's, you know, just the idea that you, it's like you give someone the nuclear codes on yourself and it's like you trust them. Um, that's a scary thing because it's like we can nuke ourselves, but man, someone nukes, nukes us, nukes us psychologically, emotionally, man, this is fucked up. So, um, cursing is not as occult as it really is. Um, because there's a lot of people that you say something to them one time and it could not even you could not even think it's anything that bad but just how they interpret it in their dream just you know based on all the factors of what what was said to the person etc 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 you know that person can be cursed and can be haunted by whatever is said to them and again it's not necessarily that someone said some even fucked up shit but just how if it touches on any sort of thing in one's psyche or things thing in one's heart or heart then you know it'll it'll continue to reverberate until there's some sort of resolution either it's just like nah fuck this fuck them for saying that to me whatever or just you know it never stops but we can easily curse people with what we say and it's uh it's uh very interesting you gotta do i mean Listen, this is the difficulty because everybody's in their own dream. And you have to assume everybody is in their own dream and has their own language in their dream. And if they're talking the same language as you, like in terms of English or, or Spanish or Hungarian, you know, everyone has their unique expression and interpretation of their dream and how they express what's happening in their dream. And that could be difficult to understand. That could be very difficult to understand. Uh, even uh, because language is fucking hilarious. Language is so fucking 
absurd. It's really funny. Uh, because it's just it's kind of arbitrary. It's just yeah, it's just very funny. Uh, but it's it's the best we got. <laughs> it's the best we got currently. So uh, it's just really funny to me. Just just looking at how we use language and we just you know we label everything. And that's the idea of giving ourselves a sense of comfort. Uh, because then it's like, oh, okay, that's, we got that covered. This is a desk, this is a computer, this is a microphone. Just like, oh, a microphone. It's like, oh, okay, we know what this is. Oh, all right. Um, it makes us just feel good. It makes us just feel good. Because we've, we've labeled it. We've, we've taken the unknowing and we've made it known. It's no longer in the dark. And so this, put a stamp on it. However, however, that's just something to make us feel good for the fear that we all feel. Boom, boom, boom. So, uh, yeah, so real magicians. Real magicians, not these fake magicians out here. They manipulate the word in the best way and have the highest respect for the word. Word. Uh. And they're doing windmills. <laughs> this is real hip-hop. Real hip-hop. Real magician hip-hop, okay? So. Yeah, so, th so that insight of just how we keep agreements on people it was just like oh shit man and this kind of ties into judgments you know going back to the the first podcast where i was talking about i realized how much i judge i judge myself and i judge other people's you know i recognize that and this these judgments which is agreements i was just like all right I'm putting that on you, person I've never met energetically. Woo, take this agreement. All right. <laughs> Go about your day. Now that I've, I've foisted this agreement upon you. So, we just got to be careful. Well, I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, but I'm going to lessen the agreements that I put on myself and people. First of all, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I'm fucking writing down all the fucking stupid, silly, nonsensical agreements I've agreed to as much as I can fucking remember. I know we're not benefiting my fucking psyche and reality and personal dream. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, buttons. So yeah, so I'm undoing all those, and I'm gonna fucking burn them and fucking, fucking, fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna burn them and just clear them, and you know, then have my new agreements, which you know I'll figure those out. I may not even do the four agreements. I may do the eight agreements. Four agreements involving the four agreements. We'll see. So, anyways. Us real magicians out here, we manipulate the word for like the best 
possible outcome and also to uh, have the highest respect for the word <laughs> so yeah so don't throw agreements upon people save your judgments I mean okay I, I do this thing now where I just look at something if I'm like <laughs> if I'm really talking shit about something whatever it's like yo this is personal dream only like this is not this is not getting out into the larger dream. This is just me talking shit in my personal dream, because I just need to vent about this. <laughs> but it's just me me talking shit, and it's just it's not it's like a it's a private conversation. This isn't talking at the cafe. This is my personal dream venting about just some annoying person at the bank. <laughs> you know, and. Whether that person was actually a dick or not, I caught them in a moment where they were being a dick, or I was being a dick because I was annoyed at them, which is funny. <laughs> they could not even be doing anything wrong. But my personal dream, you know, whatever, whatever. But in processing that, me in me going through that, I have a private moment in my personal dream where I'm like, fuck that person. <laughs> You know, and it's not putting the fuck that person energy out there and into the into their dream or the, the collective dream. But this is a private moment in my dream. And that's how I look at it now. Where you know, I consider one's mind your mind is sacred space. Your mind is I mean, it could your mind could be whatever the fuck you want it to be. However, I like to treat it as sacred space where if I I could just entertain any sort of thought or feeling in that space. You know, anything is, you know, it's an idea of uh, your thoughts and feelings. You know, you're like in a cabin and it's just like your negative thoughts. You just don't serve them tea because you don't want them to say. But, you know, you, you welcome them in, um, you know, you're cordial to them. But you just don't serve them tea. You just don't serve them tea. And you just don't serve them tea. Tee hee, tee hee. Anyways. Don't put agreements on upon people. People? Alright. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And so here's an example about a little girl being cursed with the word. A little girl of six was singing as she played. Her mother had a headache and she had been having a hard day. The singing annoyed her. She went to the daughter and said, Shut up. Your voice is like a crow. Shut up. The little girl won't ever sing again. She thinks her voice is ugly. Her mother has put a curse on her. We do this to many people. We give her our opinion without thinking of the damage we cause. The little girl may agree with herself. My voice is awful. For her to break the spell, she must use the same amount of power to break the agreement. First, she has to know how it happened. Everything we do is based on agreements. An agreement is a binding force and it magnetizes energy to itself, which adds to its strength and apparent correctness. The dream is based on agreements and so is suffering. Most agreements are limitations on ourselves. The inventory brings up our awareness of how we react in certain ways. We can then work out a way to break old limiting agreements. Well then, breaking old limiting agreements? Because when you think about it, 
most of the shit for most people that one that they <laughs> that they've got it from their external environment has been some sort of limiting perspective you know oh this is all it is this is all it is just for for whatever whatever it is how that person views themselves how the person views reality how this person views their life their path their their love their um their fortitude <laughs> whatever the fuck they view there's probably s- many people along the way who's like oh smaller <laughs> get that but let's let's put some limitations on it you know just let's let's get some limits going like what what are we doing here like let's get some limitations popping off okay and we'll just you know we'll just have a great time with our limits <laughs> You know, we'll just we'll just love all the limitations, man. We'll just be like limiting ourselves and like, oh my god, look at these limitations. But in back to the example with the little girl, yeah, the mom cursed her. The mom cursed her. And it it it's just that's how the shit goes. Welcome to Malkuth. That's what Will Smith should have said in uh, Independence Day instead of Welcome to Earth. He should have Welcome to Malkuth. Uh. <laughs> uh, maybe I can dub over that. I don't know for what purpose, other than to be like, oh, Malkuth is Earth. But, uh, yeah, why not? Let's, let's see what happens. So, Little Girl's Cursed break the agreement she's got to be like yo fuck you ma i fucking i sing i sing goods i sing goods miles i sing good ma i sing good ma i sing good ma do you ma do you know how i sing so good ma ma i don't know why she's southern I do not know why she is Southern. <laughs> yeah, so everything we do is based on agreements, which is, again, a very occult s- a statement. Not again, I didn't say it was in the first place. Occult point 92. Or something like that. Because our reality is based on what we've accepted and agreed to. So, regardless of whatever we think it is, it's like it literally is what it is. And our reality is what it is. And our dream is what it is. And this is why I've I've further been really uh, thinking about and exploring just like, okay, this is why your home environment is so important uh, because it's your immediate dream environment you know and if if you if we're all in our own personal dream 
than our home environment where we spend the most of our time, hopefully, I mean, unless, I don't know what you're doing with your life where your home is not the place where you spend most of your days. I mean, obviously, if someone has a job, but still, bro, work-life balance. Chill out and hang out at your home and watch a movie or some shit. Don't be at work all the time. Text me at 545-6923. Do not text me at that number, please. That's my burner phone. <laughs> oh, I always do that. I always go with my burner phone number. Damn it. I'm going to have to redact that on the podcast. This whole section about the burner phone. It's out of here. We're done. It's finished. It's finito. It's funny, though. So, we do have everything in our personal dream as an agreement. And so, you know, just to take it a step further, you know, in, in kind of this writing, it talks about being a dream master. And so I was like, oh, okay. So it starts with your own home personal dream because. Where I am, like the studio space I'm in recording this, I have different things where I can manipulate them with, uh, you know, I can directly manipulate them. And then as part of me manipulating that lucid part of my dream, and then I can bring that into the outer dream and intermingle with other dreams. But it starts with my home dream, the dream that I can directly control the dream I can directly manipulate. That's the most important first part because there's nothing I can do with the outer dream unless I am in control of my own personal dream. Because otherwise, I'm just going to get caught up in the in the outer dreams of the fucking world collective and all. I'm going to just be all lost. I'm going to be lost in my... And not follow through with my personal dream. My dream will get all mixy with the other dreams. And I'll be like, what dream is this? I don't know this dream. Dream, dream, dream. So. These uh, agreements, you know, they are the fabric of one's reality that is created. And... Again, there could be many people who have participated in the agreements any of us have. It could be doctors, it could be teachers, it could be parents, it could be peers, it could be uncles, it could be aunts, it could be oneself, it could be a dog. I don't know how that one would work, but I'm sure there's something. (laughs) It could be a raccoon, it could be your nana, it could be Jerry Springer. It could be anyone. But everyone is just as ignorant as everybody else. So, you might as well recognize that and realize that everyone (laughs) who's around you gave you the best information that they thought made sense to them. But it was agreement that it made sense. (laughs) Which is the hilarious part. It's like, oh, 
I agree that this makes sense. Whether or not the person feels like it does, they've agreed that it's like, well, putting aside any way I necessarily feel that this doesn't make sense, I'm going to agree that this makes sense because it's from this source. This is the source that is correct. It makes sense. Agreement signed. And this is the power of our word because our word is like, and this is related to our subconscious mind. Boom. Here's the connection, folks. Our subconscious mind is like, yo, whatever, bitch, like whatever you say what it is. If you're saying like purple dinosaurs are like the coolest thing ever, and I'm not going to be like, no. <laughs> I just accept any information that you accept. So then, then it creates a reality where it's like, yo, purple dinosaurs are the shit. Yo, did you see this purple dinosaur, Kai? Did you see this purple dinosaur fucking hoodie? And yeah, that purple just dinosaur reality in that person's life is, 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 is mega lit. Just mega, mega lit because their subconscious mind accepted some sort of messaging that, yo, this is what it is. This is the agreement. And this is the this is also the part where it also fucks us up heavy, because we have conflicting agreements that we've sent to our subconscious mind, where one is like, "Yo, I just want to do this," and it's like, "Ah, but also I want to do this," and just based on whatever the two uh, items are, we. Uh, they may conflict in terms of just how they can be carried out, whatever the two activities were they like, or that you want to do, or two paths you want to take, or maybe they don't conflict, but just it's, it's always creating an environment where it's just, oh, we have to, I have to do all these things. That's, that's, that's where it gets a little silly that's where it gets uh, just a little a little bit silly because there are no paths there are no special ways it just is what it is and it ain't what it ain't well, that's the fucked up part it's both <laughs> that's the fucked up part in that it's both it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't it is what it ain't. Well, that's actually the best way of saying it. That's actually the best way of saying it. Anyways. Um, so, being a lucid dreamer first. I would say this analogy, okay. So first it's like recognize, okay. I am dreaming. All right, got it. Step one. Step zero. Step one. Okay, I know I'm dreaming. And also that other people are having dreams out there that have nothing to do with my dream. They could, inter they could connect with my dream, but they have nothing to do with my dream. Got it. Step two. All right. 
I need to focus on what the fuck my dream, what's going on. Why is it, why is my dream like this? What agreements have I made that have led to my dream being like this? What have I fed to my subconscious mind that has led to my dream being currently structured in this way, me feeling this way, me looking this way, me thinking this way, me acting this way, me not acting this way, me uh, having these hopes, dreams, desires, fears, etc., etc., etc. So, then, step three. All right, let me break down go through an inventory of these agreements these laws I've put into place on myself uh, that I've either accepted from outside of myself or from something happening I've I've accepted these agreements let me go through a list as in depth and thorough as I can about all these agreements that I've accepted and you know believed in four okay I've made this list This is what's going on in my dream. This is how my dream has been manifested and structured in this particular way, in this particular now. All right, so let's clear all that out. Let's burn all those agreements. Let's delete them. Let's uninstall them. Let's wipe them from the hard drive and then put in some new agreements. Step five. Put in new agreements. Take the agreements. Figure out what agreements we want based on how we want our our reality to be manifested. Step six. Manipulate one's dream in alignment with agreements space and time manipulate your space at the right time to keep it in alignment with your agreements and what you want to happen and for me it's that simple and I I understand an aspect of just one path that I, I didn't necessarily understand before, kind of delving into this information, looking at it from an occult lens. Uh, because, you know, I was just thinking about, uh, I saw Kung Fu Panda the other day, I'd never seen that before. And I like how at the end, when he looks at the scroll, it's just a mirror of himself. And kind of like the takeaway is that there's no secret ingredient. There's no secret sauce. There's no secret ingredient. Just the only the only thing is you, right? And that's the occult path. The only the the most important aspect of anything one does is themselves, right? What 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 do you put into the mix? Um, what do you add to the equation? You know, you, like the the uh, practice of if you're doing a ritual, well, let's say it's like, okay, this ritual, here's the breakdown, you need these five items. These five items, and then you, you do this, you spin a circle, and then you do the hokey pokey. <laughs> um, some say that 
it won't work until you add something of your own. Like you add a, 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 a new wrinkle to that ritual to make it your own, to make it uniquely you. Now, whether that's correct or not is really not the point. But the notion that one, our, our unique self is the most important ingredient is is pivotal and that you know the more we really break down how we kind of participate in our own suffering um, because you know and listen it makes sense we uh, we have a thought and a feeling that we've had for a while so we keep thinking and feeling it. I mean, it makes sense to a degree, but the more you're like, it, it doesn't make sense. You're like, oh, it also doesn't make sense. Because if you don't like the thought or feeling, that's like, okay, how do, we, how do we extricate this thought and feeling from our pattern of thought and, thought and feeling? How do we uh, get this out of here? Hmm? 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 <laughs> and it's you know understanding the power of one's word really that's that's the first starting point and realizing how what we th- what we think and how we inf- reinforce our feeling with our thinking and our, and our logic and even our Ill- irrationalness our irrationality We'll just continue to just keep ourselves limited in prison of the, of the word, of the words we use against ourselves, of the words we get used against other people. And really, that's even the more fucked up thing. Here, check this out. Check this out. Shout out to Flovel, Flovel Shin. Uh, I think that's her name. Flo, Flovel Shin. She was an author. She talked about some occult shit. She was cool. She talked a lot about the word and speaking. But uh, the one thing she said, uh, one thing she said about speaking, where it's like, yo, if you're talking shit about someone else, you're talking shit about your fucking self. So let's just talk about that with gossip, also, right? You just talk, because you know, again, the subconscious mind doesn't know what the fuck, what the fuck is going on. They just hear fucking shit talking. They're like, oh, okay. Then I was like, oh, that's that's directed towards Jane. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> No, it's just here shit talking. So all that shit talking about Jane being a man stealer, just programming one's subconscious mind to be a fucking man stealer. The subconscious mind isn't like, oh, it's not the conscious mind. It's not like, oh, okay, let me critically analyze this. Oh, hmm, Jane, yeah, coworker. No, subconscious mind is like, oh, information. All right, what's up? Let me take this in. Man stealer, man stealer, man stealer. I'm a man stealer now. <laughs> but this is the ways we program our subconscious mind by just talking shit. Just talking shit. That's why, like, if I know I'm, I need to talk shit, I just say, hey, I'm. Listen, I'm just talking shit right now. This is just to get this shit talking out. This is not necessarily how I. I'm not broadcasting this shit talking. This is shit talking that I just need to 
address and get out. Whew. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, sometimes you got to take a good shit. Sometimes you got to do a nice shit talk. But it's like, you don't shit talk all the time. You'll spend all your days shitting, nor should you spend all your days shit talking. That's the way I think about it. Because I think ah, shit talking is, is a healthy. It's healthy. Especially if, you know, someone annoys you. It's like, what the fuck? Uh. But. <sighs> you determine your own rules on shit talking, okay, folks? You figure out how you need to operate related to shit talking. Okay? Okay? Hmm. The dream is based on agreements and so is suffering. Yes. Yes, it is. And these... These are... Just, I know the, how this can sound. I, and I've read people in forums kind of talking about this, how this can sound very victim blamey. Where it's like, what? I'm agreeing to suffer? No. That person attacked me. They victimized me. They did this. They did that. And I understand that. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean, like, it, don't it, no agreement that we have to our detriment if we kind of had it laid out in front of us, where it's like, okay, by me agreeing to this, this is how my reality is going to take place. Because I'm sure if we had that information and it was like yes or no, we probably would say no. Because we would understand how our reality was going to unfold, or fold, either way, based on us agreeing to something. But we didn't. And we kind of just, you know, took on an agreement and here we are now and that we're still paying for that agreement that that's the part where we've we've accepted something uh, as a child most of the time you know there's a meme that I keep that I keep seeing about uh, it's like you know it's wild that you can uh, you can really fuck it up in the first quarter of life and then just take the owl for 60 years <laughs> and it's funny and sad uh, but I think it, it's like, it hits on something that I think is, is so true where it's like, yeah, you could, and the, the, the reason you have a fucked up first quarter can have nothing to do with fucking anything that you wanted to fucking participate in. It's just fucking your environment. And it's like, oh shit. And then it's like, you gotta fucking, you gotta fucking score 40 points in the last three, <laughs> three quarters to make up for the fucking, the, the shitty first quarter, you know? And we all have to do that in different ways, you know? It's just, we have to deal with whatever happened the first quarter of our game of life. Um, and we have to recognize it, and we have to deal with it. And the more we can see the agreements that were, again, thrust upon us, force-fed to us, the more we can see the mindsets we adapted as survival, as defense, based on these agreements, and how this has led to certain situations um, in our environment that we've 
magnetized, unfortunately, that we've created a pull for. And these are the mindsets, these are the occult laws that we need to cut ties with, we need to destroy, we need to burn, we need to get rid of. Because they're just holding us back, baby. They're just holding us back, baby. So, we mustn't forget how these agreements keep us in chains and enslaved to a limited reality. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anywho, that'll be it for today, but yeah, I highly recommend you sitting down and writing out any agreements. Well, first of all, check out these books if you haven't checked them out already. Beyond Fear is the one I've been mainly reading from, but also the Four Agreements, uh, the Fifth Agreement, and there's one Mastery of Love that I gotta, I'll eventually get to as well. So, you know, I recommend you checking those out, and uh, also, you know, doing the practice of just writing down a list of the agreements one has. And whether it's like whether you call them agreements, you call them laws, you can call them contracts, rules, uh, regulations, just whatever you know, beliefs. They're all the same thing. They're all they're all ex they all happen. They all have the same outcome, where it's like, yo, this is what it is, and if I don't abide by this, fill in the blank rule, law, uh, belief, etc. It's not good. And I'll feel like shit or this will happen. But if I do abide by this belief, oh, good things happen. This happens. Oh, I'll be so happy. Blah, 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 blah. And it just keeps us in a dualistic state of mind. Or ping-ponging back and forth. Hope and fear. Happiness and sadness. Anger and peace. Blah, 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 blah. Ping-ponging back and forth. Judge and victim. Yin and yang. But we can find the middle way. Alright, goodbye. Bye-bye.